I'm excited about what I believe God wants to do for us as a church. Uh, and, and my heart today in this message, and I believe it's God speaking to, to us, is that uh, he, didn't, he didn't call us just to be individuals. He called us to be, if you're a part of the kingdom of God, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, he called us to be a part of a body, a body of believers called the local church. And with that comes a vision or comes a heart or comes a, the heart and the soul of Jesus for every local church. And so that's what I want to talk about today is really, honestly, what's the, the heart and the soul for our church? What does God want to see take place in our church corporately? How can we all connect and make this, uh, make this uh, church everything that he has desired and designed for it to be? And how can we be connected in doing so? And so I want to start out with a few scriptures, and then, and then I'm going to talk to you today specifically about growing God's family. That's what I entitled today's message, Growing God's Family. Because God wants a family that's continually growing. Uh, it's never his desire for people to be outside of the family of God. It's always been his desire that no one would perish, but all would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. In other words, that everyone that is willing and, and whoever wants to come in and be a part of the family of God, that the door is open, that the door is never closed to that. And so what I want to do is I just want to share the heart and soul, I believe, of Jesus for a church on the move. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, Jesus said this out of his own mouth. He, he said this, he says, I also say to you, talking to Peter, on this rock, talking about revelation, talking about uh, the revealed knowledge of God concerning, concerning uh, what God's wanting to do, it says this, I will build my church and the gates of Hades, or hell, shall not prevail against it. Now notice here that, uh, that God is wanting to build his church. He wants a church to grow. He wants, he wants the family of God to grow. And, uh, and Jesus, when he came to this earth, it, it wasn't just so that people could get saved. It was, it was so that they could reconnect to the family that God had very, from, from the very beginning intended uh, uh, that every person would be connected to. And that was to, to his family. Uh, Jesus did say this, that there is some opposition to that happening. In John chapter 10, verse 10, it says this. It says, the thief comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. And uh, the good thing is, is that Jesus said that I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So his desire is that uh, that we be connected for a specific reason. We'll talk about this in a little bit, but I, I'm going to kind of jump ahead. Is so that we would experience the life that he intended for us to have. Yes, sir. He, he never intended for us to have a life that where things are just dying around us. Marriages, joy, peace, just all, uh, health, all kinds of things. He doesn't want that to happen. He came that people would experience life and have it more abundantly. That's good news. Amen. A matter of fact, that's exciting news. Yes. But I, I want you to see that he wants us all connected to this dream. He wants us not just the preacher, the pastor. He doesn't want just the, the church leaders. But he wants us all connected to this dream of growing his family. 
Ephesians chapter 1 says it this way, or Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 says, I beg, this is Paul the Apostle, I beg, I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Every one of us have been called by God. You've got a calling upon your life. Part of the, a big part of that calling is growing the family of God. It goes on to say in Ephesians chapter uh, 4 in verse 11, it says, Now these are the gifts that, God, uh, that Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. And it says this, their responsibility, mine, the church leaders here, our responsibility, notice here, is to equip God's people who, if you're a person of, of, of faith, if you've uh, entered into a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you've gotten born again, that's talking about you and I. That's talking about us. Say, that's me. That's, me. That, that's you. That's you and I. And if you've not entered into the family of God, well, you're the one that we want to be a part of this family, this growing family. That's good news. And it says here that our responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. Now, growing God's family is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Probably the greatest joy that I've ever experienced outside of entering into a relationship with Jesus Christ himself is, is helping people to come to know Christ. There's probably no, no greater joy than, than seeing people uh, experience life where, where their life is radically changed because they, they've encountered God in a powerful way, the same way that my life was encountered. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. And I see, this, I see this in Jesus' life. Jesus, as he was walking this earth, he went after people. No matter where he was, what was going on in life, he went after people. He was all about people. Why? Because he came. He came to reach, to, reach out to this world, not just to save them, but to bring them into the family. He wants relationship. Life is all about relationship. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take John chapter 4 and we're going to look at this. And uh, many of you, maybe if you've been around church, you know the story. It's the, it's the woman at the well. And Jesus encountered this woman and he was traveling and he encountered this woman and he came to this well. And the Bible says in verse, 16, uh, verse 6 of John chapter 4, it says, Now Jacob's well was there and Jesus therefore being wearied from his journey. Notice I underlined that. Being wearied from his journey sat thus by the well and it was about the six hours, about noontime. So he had been traveling all morning, he was wearied, and he was on a journey, and probably therefore hungry, his disciples went into town to get something to eat, a matter of fact, the scripture tells us. So one of the first things that I examined here is it doesn't matter where we are in life, you know, we're still, we're still all to be on mission. We're, we're still all to be reaching out. It's part of our calling. It doesn't matter if we're wearied. You know, you, you might hear uh, people from time to time say, well, I'm tired. I just, <laughs> I just, don't, I just don't have the time or I, I'm tired or, or whatever. And Jesus never did use that as an excuse. He reached out, he reached out to her. In verse 7, it says this, a woman of Samaria came to draw water and Jesus said to her give me drink for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food 
And, and so we see that the first thing that happened here is that he reached out to a woman. He reached out to not only any woman, but he reached out to a Samaritan woman. And it goes on in verse 9, and it says this. I want you to see in verse 9. It says, Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. They were, they were at odds. Now, here's the, here's the thought that I want to give you first and foremost. Please, I want you to catch this. Because remember, this all involves all of us. All of us ought to be concerned about those that are far from Christ. Amen. And I'm going, to, I'm going to give you some reasons why today. One, if you've ever experienced him, you know why. You know why. Because, because it transformed, hopefully it transformed your life. But I want you to see something about Jesus. Jesus draws no lines. My first point is that Jesus wants no lines of division. It doesn't matter if they're a Samaritan. It doesn't matter what color, what race, what background. Uh, it doesn't matter. There was no lines of division in Jesus reaching out and growing his family. And if we're going to have a heart for people, if we're going to have a heart to grow the family of God, we must do the same. We must make sure that there's no lines of division, that we're, we're reaching out. We're reaching out to people regardless of where they come from, regardless of what's going on in their life. From the very beginning, my wife's heart and my heart was to have a church that where anybody could come. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you've, where you've been. It doesn't matter if you dress well, don't dress well. It doesn't matter. It just, just wear some clothes. Just come. Okay? That's it. All right? And, and, and that's it. So just come. And, and be, why? Because we want to be able to reach anybody and everybody with no lines of division. It doesn't matter if they're a Samaritan. doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter. We want to reach out people. Why? Because we're here on mission growing the family of God. We're here to grow God's family. And let me tell you, from the very beginning of our church, that got challenged. And it's still, to this day, it can from time to time get challenged because people are people. If you haven't experienced that yet, stick around. People are people and people draw lines of division. Now, we as a church, we try to, we try to erase those lines that people try to draw. Remember when we first started, there was a lady that connected with us. She's been far, uh, far removed from us for a lot, a lot of years. And so I tell this story uh, with, uh, she probably will never hear it unless she goes online and listens. And if so, hopefully her heart's changed and she's erased the lines of division. Isn't that right? And uh, from the very beginning, uh, we, we had that challenged. And I, I was telling, I was talking about, I was talking about that we need to grow in Christ and that we don't need to be, be uh, stay spiritual babies, that we need to make sure that, uh, that we're, you know, we're, we're developing. And I've known people that never develop in their relationship with Christ. They get born again, but they stay spiritually, uh, they sp stay spiritual babies. And just because you've been serving Christ for a long, long time doesn't mean that you've grown up into maturity in Christ. Yeah. 
And so I was making that point, and I, and I was talking about that, and I talked about, you know, when babies, when babies, you know, they poop in their diaper, and, and they get a loaded diaper, and, 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 and it's hanging down real low, and I, I was giving that kind of description, and, and, I, and, and you know, it can look funny. Walking around, one of these babies walking around with that loaded diaper, it, it can be funny. But not when you're 30 or 40. Isn't that right? And, and so I used that description, and the, and the lady left our church because of that. And, and come to find out, she did finally communicate to us. That it was because we live in a white-collar town, and those that are white-collar would not understand that, and they would be offended at that that uh, explanation or that description. And and honestly, what it what it told me is that there was a line of division that was made there. And if you can't handle poopy diaper over the pulpit, <laughs> you probably can't handle it at home. But I'm here to tell you, we're going to talk about real life stuff here. We're going, to t- we're going to talk about stuff that helps people. We're, we're, going, to, we're going to erase the, the lines of the division here. And we're going to grow the family of God here. This is a safe place to bring your friends. This is a safe place where you can bring people so that we can help them to experience Christ. And so Jesus, you know... He reached out to that woman regardless of, of, of the society that they lived in. In their society, it was a no-no for that to happen. But he said, uh-uh, everybody's included. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to love people like crazy here. Just, just know that. We're going to do our best. Are we going to fail from time to time? Why? Because I have issues. Why? Because you have issues. Yeah. And because we all have issues. Isn't that right? So we all have issues here. And that's okay. We're all doing this thing together, and we'll, we'll talk about that. But one thing that we are all involved in, and I want us all involved in and getting connected with, that's why we have our growth track, is because we want everybody to understand that we are about growing God's family here. That everybody needs to be reached. Everybody needs the opportunity to come to know Jesus Christ personally. And especially his, 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 uh, his family. So, with that being said, I want to give you a, a sub-point to this first point, And it's this. We have no lines of division, only circles of love that includes everybody. We, we have circles of love. We call them small groups here. As a church, we are a church of small groups, not a church with small groups. We are small groups happening all through the week. We come together and we bring people that are far from Christ so that we can reach them with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So the second thing I want you to see that Jesus that took place in this whole story of John chapter 4, I'm going to take you to verse 10. It says, Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says this to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. I love that description. And Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. 
Now, the second thought I want to give you here in growing the family of God, and this is really a reason why, is because Jesus wants everyone to experience life. Everyone to experience life. The life of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And so when we talk about experiencing uh, uh, life, we're talking about experiencing Jesus. Prior to me coming to, uh, to know the Lord Jesus Christ, I was an alcoholic. I was doing drugs. Uh, I was uh, just uh, a mess. My marriage was a mess. My marriage did not survive. My first marriage. Uh, it, it didn't survive, but I, it was a mess, and, uh, and, and rightly so. Why? Because I had no life in me. I didn't have the life of Christ in me and dwelling in me, springing up, that brings life in every area of my life. And that's what Jesus was saying. He said, woman, <laughs> if, you, if you knew who you were talking to, you, you, could, you could tap into the life that springs up and brings life into your life. In other words, Jesus is saying, I want you to experience something other than just this natural water. I want you to experience living water. I want you to experience something that will last you for a lifetime and throughout eternity. I want you to experience that kind of life. And that's what he was saying. And I remember when I first, like it was yesterday, when I first experienced the life of Christ. I remember that Sunday, and I had been invited to go to church several times, over and over, especially by this guy that just purposely decided to get to know me. And he he engaged me intentionally and got to know me and developed a relationship with me. And and, uh, he just kept reaching out to me, and I kept telling him, no, no, no. Just like some of those people that are telling you, no, 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 at your invitation. Don't give up on them. Don't give up. They just haven't experienced Christ yet. They just, they just don't know any better. But one day, I got up like my typical Sunday and got on the golf course about 6 o'clock with a couple of cases of Budweiser like I normally did. Got my golf cart. And my whole crew that I normally uh, golfed with every Sunday, not a one of those dudes showed up that day. Every, I mean, it, I, I believe it's God designed. Amen. And there was something, something happening in me. And I know what it is now. is the Holy Spirit drawing me. And I tell you, I tried to drown it. I got on there. I got on, finally got on the course, got on there, started, uh, started uh, golfing. I got through nine, cor- uh, nine uh, holes. And I think, I think, I think at that time, I probably already had a case down me because I was trying to, I was trying to drown that agitation that was taking place in me. Something was wrong. And then... That afternoon, that friend called me and he says, hey, we're having something at church. I want to invite you. Would you come? And out of my mouth, I said, okay. And it's like, where did that come from? And I'm a man of my word. And so, so I went that night. I continued to drink up until that time. By the way, when I, I, I just have this thought, it doesn't matter if they're a, somebody's uh, drugged out, drunk, or whatever. When they experience life, it can sober them up in, a, in, a, in an instant. The power of God can sober up anybody in an instant. And I went, and when, by the time that service was through, 
the, the Spirit of God was so on me. And they gave that invitation to, to give anybody that wanted to give their life to Christ and invited them to become a part of the church family, a part of God's family. And I said, yes. I said, yes. I said, yes. And I'm telling you, from that day forward, my life transformed. God took that whole, that old hard heart out of me and he put a heart of flesh, one that feels and one that has compassion, one that loves. He transformed my life. Because I, at that moment of time, when I said yes to him, and I invited him to come into my life, I experienced life, the life of Jesus Christ. And I came to know him personally. And that's what it means to experience life, to know him personally. Look at John chapter 17. I want you to see this. John chapter 17 verse 3 says this, and this is eternal life. Well, what is it? Here it is. You want to know what eternal life is? It's not just a, a time of, of, of span of time. This is what eternal life is, that they may know you, God, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. He says, this is what eternal life is. This is what experiencing life is. When Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly, he was saying, I came that you might experience me, that you might know me, and that you might have that in abundance. And by doing that, it will transform your life. And I entered into a relationship with Jesus that has forever, ever changed my life. And I'm here to tell you that offer stands for any and everyone. Why? Because in his mind's eye, there are no lines of division. It does not matter how wicked a person has been in life. He could still take that whole, that old heart, that, that misdirected uh, life, that, that, that uh, maybe the, the, just the, the most wicked person on the face of this earth that you could ever think of. He could change their lives if they'll just open up their heart to him. And he will Im- invite them to come into the family of God. Amen. That's good news. And so, so Jesus, he had no lines of division. He wanted everybody to experience life. And then I want to give you just as quickly as possible, just some, some thoughts. I know you're following along with the notes. Uh, if you have your notes out, uh, there's still several fill in the blanks there. I'm going to get to them. Uh, but I, I do want to say uh, there are some free notebooks up there. If you want to keep those notes for uh, later reference, they're there for you just for your, uh, to help you. But I, I, want, I want to download some other thoughts uh, right now in just, in just a little bit of time that we have together. I want to download some thoughts. So please, please grab hold of this. First, let's go to John chapter 4 verse 13 and it says this and Jesus answered and said to her whoever drinks of this water will thirst again but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst get this never thirst but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of of water springing up into everlasting life and the woman said to him sir give me this water that I may not thirst nor come to come here to draw and Jesus said to her Go, call your husband, 
come uh, and, and and come here and the woman said to he, uh, said answered and said i have no husband and jesus said to her you have well said i have no husband for you have five husbands and the one whom you have now is not your husband in that you have spoken truly and the woman said to him sir i perceive that you are a prophet it's like man this guy is from god no doubt but i want you to see something here this woman had already had five husbands, had, had a, a, you know, destroyed five different relationships. She was living with somebody at this point. And so she was on her way to destroying another relationship at this point. And the reason is, is because there was no life. And, and honestly, I'm going to give you some reasons uh, that I believe that's inherent in all of us, that all of us have these things that we need in our life, but she was trying to go to the wrong place to get it, to get it fulfilled, to get it satisfied, to get it uh, 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 to work for her. It's not going to work outside of Jesus. And so let me tell you where it's going to work. It's going to work in his being a part of his family. And that's the third point I want to give you. Jesus wants everyone in his family. Why? Because there's family benefits. There's some family benefits that every one of us get to have and be a part of. And here's some of the benefits that I want to give you specifically that I believe that every one of us have uh, a need for. But if we don't, if we don't, he said, he says, you can't, you can't go looking somewhere else to get these things fulfilled. You've got to come to me, and I'm the one that will fulfill those things. And being connected to the family of God will help you to get these things fulfilled. Number one is this. This one benefit, number one, I want to give you, and it's essential for every one of us, is acceptance. Every one of us are looking for acceptance. Every one of us. And if you go to all the wrong places to try to find acceptance... You're going to have wrong response. I mean, uh, you're going to have wrong results. And she was trying to find acceptance from uh, other places other than from God. Are you with me this morning? And, and I'm here to tell you that many people find themselves there. They 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 uh, uh, they go to places where where they're not being accepted. Let me, let me tell you something that is my heart for our church. And I'm communicating this for everybody here, is that we want to accept people where they're at, so that God can change them in 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 time. We we, uh, my wife and I see the worst of each other, but we still accept each other. She, you know, I see her when uh, when when her makeup's off, when her hair's undone, <laughs> and she looks good, by the way. But she sees, she sees me, my, my hair do, isn't like her. She can get up and her hair doesn't even look messed up hardly at all. I get up and she, it's, what do you call me? Beaker. Beaker. I mean, my hair is like, you know. And so I got to throw some water on really, really fast because I'm embarrassed to even see me. But there's acceptance. And, and in our church, being a part of the family of God, I want us to accept people in their worst of times and their best of times. Because that's how Jesus accepts us. In our worst of times, he's seen you at your most worst time in your life and he still accepts you 
and receives you. Amen? And that's one of the benefits. Listen, one of the reasons why marriages dissolve, one of the reasons why marriages don't last is because I think a good reason why is because we're trying to receive acceptance from that marriage rather than receiving our acceptance from God, knowing that he will never leave us nor forsake us in any circumstance. Amen? Second area in our lives that we, we uh, are able to receive uh, and benefit from being a part of the family of God is identity. We try, we, we try to find our identity in a lot of different places. Everybody wants to feel special, right? How many of you want to feel special? I mean, all of us do. Now, listen, you're never going to feel special being outside of the family of God. We are part of a kingdom that is not, is not a kingdom of this world. We are part of the family that's ongoing, that's, that spans across time and spans across this earth. We're a part of that family. We have a large family. We have a great, colorful family. We have a, a, a family that is just uh, uh, has all kinds of uh, gifts and talents and, and, and all kinds of people. I mean, to me, that is awesome. Amen. We're not just identifying ourselves with one thing, one person, but we're identifying ourselves with the family of God and with God himself. I identify myself with who I am in Christ, not what job I have, not what, uh, what uh, performance I do or anything else. I am identified in Christ. And that's one of the benefits that we have from becoming a part of the family of God. And that's a great reason why we need to be reaching out to people because there's people that need identity. And they're going all the wrong places trying to find their identity and they're never going to find it. Third, the third area I want to give you is security. This is where we, we can find security being in the family of God. We have the promises of God. We have protection from the family of God. You know, we're praying for each other. Many of you, that I, as, as I'm learning your names, I'm lifting you up in prayer. I spend a lot of time in prayer. And I'm lifting you up by name. And I am praying and asking God a number of different things over every one of us in our lives. And it's amazing uh, the security that comes in my heart when I know somebody's praying for me. But further than, more than that, I want you to know that we live in a, a troubled world. And we need to know that God's for us and not against us. We need to know that if he be for us, who could be against us? And so we, we need that security that comes from being connected to the family of God. And then fourthly, I want to I give you this, and it's purpose. Everybody's looking for a purpose, but all in the wrong places. And this woman, this woman that uh, was, has destroyed relationship after relationship after relationship... She lacked these four areas in her life. She was looking for them, but all in the wrong places. And I'm going to tell you, if you don't have a purpose in your life, then life takes on no meaning. Uh, a matter of fact, many people will be self-destructive because they don't have any purpose. I don't have the time to tell, but I'm going to tell you, I can tell you story after story, people that are still living and people that aren't living. I know I've buried four different people. Uh, that have taken their lives. Four different people that have taken their lives. Why? Because they did not discover their purpose that comes through the family of God, being a part of the family of God. Sad, sad, right? But I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people that are walking dead. 
They're, they're still alive. They just, they just haven't made it official yet. They, they just, they just have, you know, they're, they're, they just haven't, died, you know, they're, they're, they're walking, but they're, there's still no life in them. And the reason is, is because they haven't entered in to that relationship with the family of God. And when we do, that's when the life of God comes into our life, transforms our life, makes a life-giving difference. And I remember that time where I thought that life had no meaning where it had no purpose. And when I contemplated suicide, and I thought, what's the use? What's the use? Maybe you've never been there. Thank God. Maybe you're one of those people is you're just going to hang out to the end, you're just going to exist, and you just tolerate life. What a sad way to live. You can, have the, you can have the time of your life here on this earth. And that's what Jesus has intended. And so today, I'm starting out this series called Heart and Soul. And we are about growing the family of God. I want you to do something with me and for, for me and for him. And that's this. Let's grow God's family together. Let's have a heart of compassion. Anybody and everybody you see, whether you naturally like them or not, no lines of division, folks. You reach out to them. Know that when you do, you're bringing them into a safe place, a safe environment where we're going to love people like crazy regardless of where they are or where they've been. We're going we're gonna to bring them in here and we're going to offer life to them so that they can, they can experience these four areas that I just gave you, which was security and purpose and identity and whatever the other one was. I forgot what it was. Acceptance, Acceptance yeah. We want, we want them to know that they're accepted here. And, and as they do, they'll begin to make the changes as Christ works in their life that's going to bring health in their life because we want people to be healthy. Healthy things grow and healthy things last. Are you with me? Let's do this together. This coming week, let's reach out to some people. This coming week, we have opportunity after opportunity for you to get people in here. We have our first Wednesday coming this coming week. We have our marriage conference that I want to encourage you. It's free. We're offering it free this year. It's normally a charge to it. We're offering it free. Invite. Go online to our church website and just register. Just register and bring them in. This coming weekend, we have our weekend service. And let's make a huge impact in people's lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we 